It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last just... Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in nutrition education and counseling. Today, we're opening up the phone lines because it is our Ask the Nutritionist show. So if you have a nutrition question, just give us a call at 651-641-1071. So just let me say that number one more time, and I'm going to say it slowly. <laughs> I Good. hate this every time people <laughs> give numbers like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's 651-641-1071. And joining me today as our co-host is Kate Crosby. Kate is a nutrition educator and counselor at our Nutritional Weight and Wellness Office in North Oaks. Kate, we already have a question from a listener. Okay. Shauna asks, what causes dark circles under my eyes? It started two years ago, even if I've had a good night's rest. Oh, yeah. That's a great question, though. Dark circles under the eyes? You know, when I think of dark circles under the eyes, especially if you see a child with dark circles, I always think of food allergy or Mm -hmm. food sensitivity. Yeah. Something's going on. The body's reacting here. And usually the first food that I recommend removing is milk or other dairy products. So things like yogurt and cheese need to need to go. And once they do that, often those dark circles are going to clear up. So have you ever noticed that when we have a, a, a little, you know, maybe a four or five year old in the office and mom is there and then you say, I think maybe you need to give give up the dairy products, give up the milk, mom's Mouth panic. <laughs> yes. yes. Panic sets in. What do we feed this child? <laughs> so then, but you know, sometimes this happens too. You've removed the dairy products and without any improvement. Uh-huh. Then I would take a look at something a little bit deeper, maybe like the gluten grains and sugar. And yep. now the dark circles, you know, we know that they're not going to disappear overnight. So I suggest take a picture. And a month later, take another picture and compare. Again, after two months, take a picture again and see the results. Exactly. I believe if you are gluten, dairy, and sugar-free for three months, you'll be seeing a big change. Yeah. You know? If not, then we need to go to a deeper level. Oh. So, Kate, did you ever have dark circles? Uh, That was the name of the game in my household, (laughs) my family. My mother used to tell me all the time. You have such dark circles, honey. <laughs> and are you a person that has a dairy sensitivity? Oh, a few of them. Dairy, gluten, oh, okay. you name it. You no. don't have any dark circles now. Not not much, but I agree. They're not purple. And I think it's that purple uh, yes. that is a real dead giveaway. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes if those dark circles after three months have not gone away, then... Maybe it's time to look at seasonal allergies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people in Minnesota struggle with seasonal allergies. The nose is running, you know, sinuses are congested, eyes are red and burning. So people always ask us, well, what can I do naturally 
to treat these seasonal allergies. And of course, we're going to say food first. We always say food first. You got to go there first to set your body up to have a strong, strong immune system. Kate, just before you continue, I just want to give the number out again, because I know that a lot, once people start calling in, then they'll never be able to get in on the phone line. So if you do have a question for us this morning, it's 651-641-1071. So get on the phone right away this morning if you have a question. And um, just a, a little bit about seasonal allergies. So I would recommend eliminating sugar and processed foods. Because remember, sugar is going to create inflammation in our body. The eyes become inflamed and red, and the sinuses become inflamed and congested, and will get a sinus headache. So I think that it's really interesting to think about that, though, Kate, that if people are having allergies, that they have to give up, probably have to give up the processed carbs mm-hmm. and the sugar so that their immune system can deal with the environmental allergies. Right. And they have no idea about that. Yeah. It, so. it's, it's, yeah, you don't want to tax your body with other things to work on fighting against the allergy or the sensitivity to gluten. So do we, do we have callers? Or? We've got a lot here. Oh, Let's we do. get going. Oh. How about <laughs> Diane? Good morning, Diane. Yes. You have a question for us this morning. I do. I have a dear friend who has rheumatoid arthritis, mm-hmm. and her right arm is black and blue, and uh, she's doctoring with prednisone and this and that and other sure. things. What could we do for her naturally? Well, I always look at, you know, <laughs> auto, it's an autoimmune disease. Uh-huh. Now, different things can cause autoimmune diseases, but as nutritionists, we always look at the food first. Yes. So, you know, if the person was coming in to see me, I would say I would eliminate the dairy products. The case, and that's because it, it contains a protein called casein, and that is inflammatory for some people. And could you spell that? The casein? Yeah, oh, casein. Okay. Casein, yeah. And then the other thing that I would eliminate is probably I'd eliminate grains. And Just, she says she eats a lot of fruit. Well, well, and uh, that's sugar. Yes, there and that's sugar. So, mm-hmm. you know, eliminate the grains, reduce the sugar, increase the protein, probably more good quality meats, you know, grass-fed if possible. Mm-hmm. And then lots of vegetables and good fat. She needs a lot of good fat, like, you know, olive oil, coconut oil, you she, know. I can't remember what. I spoke to her last night, and I can't remember. I was telling her about the vegetables. But there's something in the dark green vegetables, um, something with a K that elevates in her blood when they take her blood. So, vitamin K. Yeah, vitamin yes, K. Yes, I'm so sorry. Yes, how dumb of me. No, no, mm. that's not no. dumb. Most people don't even know that there is such a vitamin. <laughs> so that raises her level and that's not good. You know, the other thing is, She's a person that really needs to come in for a nutrition consultation. And then we can analyze and figure out, okay, if that's not a good idea, but we'll go with different vegetables and figure that out for her. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. That Mm -hmm. would be great. That would be great. (laughs) Thanks so much. All right. That was a good question. We've got another one. Okay. That sounds good. Laurel is on. Good morning. Good morning, Laurel. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Laurel. I'm from Ohio. I just wanted to tell you guys I love your show, and I <laughs> tell all my family about it, too. So we're all hardcore for you guys. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thanks. My question is, I'm actually a physical therapist, and one of my patients um, had a stroke, and he's dealing with a lot of um, neuropathic pain, and he's actually Amish, so he doesn't like to take a lot of over-the-counter med- or I'm sorry, prescription medicine. So mm-hmm. I was wondering... Are there any supplements that you recommend to kind of help deal with some of that nerve pain? Uh, I always look at something that's called alpha-lipoic acid and also B12. Okay. Those are a couple of things. And, of course, you know, the things like fish oil, you know, the omega-3s. I mean, Uh those are really important. Um, Okay. There's... Yeah, I think those would be the three that I would look at. And sometimes it does take a little higher dose of uh, alpha-lipoic acid. Sometimes they just call it lipoic acid. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're looking at uh, lipoic acid, you need to buy something that comes a good quality, a pharmaceutical quality. There's some that come from China, and then there's okay. some that come from Germany, actually. And so you need to buy the ones that come from Germany because of the quality and how they manufacture them then. So okay. they're going to be a little more expensive. But it's worth it because you're not sure. going to be putting any more toxins toxins into your system. You yeah. Can, you can find that product, for instance, on our website, weightandwellness.com, yeah, it's under called, supplements. Yeah, it's called lipoic acid, yeah. But okay, we know great. that one does That one come, we know is, is, good. is good, yeah. Okay. But, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, too, I know you do a course for nurses, but I think it would be so valuable to somehow get accredited for physical therapists because we deal a lot with rheumatoid arthritis. I think arthritis. I think you could turn in, if you take the, the weight and wellness weekend, that's because you're out of town, you know, Yeah, I, I'm sure that it would qualify. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And I'm sorry, do you have time for one more question? Sure. I have a 16-month-old, um, and he's a pretty good eater. I'm kind of struggling finding some ideas for like snacks when we're out at church or out on the go, like stuff that's you know, stable at room temperature. And I didn't know if you guys had any um, ideas for that. And I can take my answer off the air. Too. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Right. Thank you. All right. Mm. Thank you for listening. So snacks for, why don't we have one of these young oh. dietitians here this morning with us? <laughs> the young kids. That, 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 all, that are always feeding their kids. But, you know, I guess I just think that they're, you can get like deli meat that has no nitrates or any mm-hmm. chemicals in it. And mm-hmm. if you put a little cream, cream cheese, cheese on it and roll it up, I think that's a great snack. Mm-hmm. Kids, you know, and and little pieces of fruit, that would be fine. Berries in those cups that yeah, they can stick their hands in. and mm-hmm. um, You know, and if they're not dairy sensitive, certainly like uh, string cheese works mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Little pieces of cheese, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you're staying away from the grains and all those things and the, the cookies and, and the crackers and things cereals. like that, you know, yeah. and, you know, maybe just little bits of uh, red pepper. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kids mm-hmm. like different things like that. Mm-hmm. Sucking on mm-hmm. them and chewing them. And- yeah. Even slices of cucumbers. So are we going to take another caller, Kate, or are we? Oh, Time oh, for a break, I guess. Uh, okay. Time <laughs> okay. for a break. All right. I just want to remind you, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. This is a program brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I want to tell you about a little research. Research from the National Cancer Institute reported that breast cancer will increase by about 50% in the next 15 years. Shocking. Yes. (laughs) 
50% in 15 years. Breast cancers are already the most common form of cancer in the United States. And currently, one in eight women will develop breast cancer in their lifetime. So what is causing this increase in breast cancer? Could our food choices be a factor? You know, I want you to stay tuned. We'll discuss the possible reasons after the break. But remember, for your questions today, call us at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing of Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So before break, we were asking, what is causing the rise in breast cancer? You know, the National Cancer Institute said that the predicted increase reflects three kind of trends going on. One is that there's an increasing number of older women in the population as baby boomers. You know, there's more women that are Mm -hmm. moving out of baby boomers and whatever. And now, so women are living longer, which allows more women to develop breast cancer. But... And this is the big factor. Yeah. Is that the clearer increase in the tumor receptive to estrogen. And they call this the ER positive breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So it is the estrogen receptor positive breast. So what that says, what does that say actually, Kate? So that just means you've got an excess of estrogen that that these these cancers are grown from, basically, stimulate stimulated by that excess of estrogen. Mm-hmm. So I guess the next question is, you know, wh- where do we get that and what's that all about? So excess estrogen is really, it's a risk factor for developing breast cancer. And where do all these estrogens come from? Well, obviously, hormone replacement therapy is one place. One place, yes. Um, birth control pills have estrogens. But did you know pesticides do? They mm-hmm. act like estrogens. They're called xenoestrogens. Oh, even hormones that are fed to turkey and chicken and beef and pork. So the meat that you might be eating. Cleaning products have xenoestrogens. And my pet peeve, dryer sheets full of xenoestrogens. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but so can eating too much sugar and processed carbs. You know, when you eat these processed carbs and sugars, the result is higher glucose levels and therefore higher insulin levels, and that creates body fat. And what you may not know is body fat can produce these toxic estrogens. Wow, lots of reasons. So toxic estrogens are a serious problem for both men and women. So I encourage all of our listeners to sign up for the Menopause Seminar May 16th to learn what foods help to detox the excess levels of estrogen, how to trade in your old sugar habit that causes inflammation to an easy-to-follow eating plan of organic vegetables, grass-fed meat, they're hormone-free, and beneficial fat. You know, this is information that I think everyone needs. Not just just menopausal women. No, I agree. This is important information. And nutritional weight and wellness is offered this seminar three different times recently, and each time there is not one empty seat. Yes. (laughs) So this time, Tina Beeler and Dar will lead the seminar, and they would just love to answer all of your questions about menopause. If you want to sign up for that class, call our office at 651-699-3438, and you can sign up, or you can even go online at weightandwellness.com. And I know, Kate, we've got a lot of... Uh, callers, callers so 
Let's begin with Claudia. Good morning, Claudia. How are you? And your question? Hello. Hi, Claudia. Hello. Good morning. Oh, hi. Oh, thanks. Hi, Dar. Um, gosh, it's such a thrill to be talking with you. I'm all the way from Australia in America at the moment. Oh, my gosh. Um, way. <laughs> I'm one of your clients or one of Jamie's clients. <laughs> and um, uh, it's a thrill. My whole family has really subscribed to um, the nutritional weight and wellness eating way. And it's just transformed our lives. So we're eternally grateful. Oh, thank oh. you. Wow. We call what, t- what time um, of day is it over there? Oh, well... Uh, I'm in New York at the moment, oh, but okay. in Australia, I think it's um, uh, just coming on to midnight, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> quite late. Um, but we listen to your podcasts. Okay. That sounds great. So you um, have a question this morning. Uh, I do, yeah. I was just wondering about um, tinned fish, actually. And I know you recommend to eat sardines. I was wondering if it's okay to eat them every day. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I think that <laughs> yeah? would be fine. Sure. Okay, so it's not a, a fish to be too worried about. No, you're probably thinking of tuna or something like that that's higher in mercury. And then okay. that we would not encourage you to eat every day. You no. know, the smaller right. the fish, the less. So like something like a sardine would be perfect. But when the, the fish gets large, like, you know, like a large tuna, there's going to be more mercury in that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's okay, why we great. would discourage the tuna every day. Yeah. But right. tinned fish and, and every day, fine. Cool. Sardines, fine. Great. Yes. And nitrate-free deli meat, is that okay to eat yes. as yeah. well? Yes. Fairly regularly? Right. Fairly regularly. Okay. You know, I think the thing is, I think it's safe to eat, but I think you're going to get bored with it. Yes. <laughs> but, sure. you know, okay. otherwise it's fine to eat. Sure. Well, Wonderful. thanks so much for calling, Claudia. This is a, a no worries. Yeah, great phone call. Yeah, thank you very much, and thank you for uh, listening to us. Yeah. That's great. Appreciate it. Rachel, can we have Rachel? Good morning, yes. Rachel. Hi, um, I have a question about my um, five-year-old son. He's mm-hmm. a very anxious kid, mm-hmm. and um, he doesn't eat a lot. He doesn't eat hardly any protein. And I think you've said that protein helps with anxiety. Yes, it does. Yes. Um, he will only eat bacon. Um, he eats very little cheese, sometimes yogurt, but that's it. And I don't know how to help him. Well, I think first of all, it may be if would, it might help if, you know, maybe you should come in and spend a little bit of time with one of the dietitians or nutritionists to give mm-hmm. you some ideas because there's more going on than just that he doesn't like meat. It's like, okay. Why? Why is right. that happening? And we what we find is a lot of times kids that don't like different foods have been on antibiotics in the past. So he's, well, he's never been on antibiotics. Okay, never been on antibiotics. No. So, again, the next question is, I bet you pre- breastfed him, right? Well, I, he's a twin. So okay. I, I, for, I, I did it for three months, and then I just didn't make enough for the both of them. Okay. Okay. You know, sometimes what it is is they just don't have enough of the good beneficial bacteria, the yeah. probiotic that's called bifidobacteria. Mm-hmm. And if you can start getting that into them on a several times a day, you change that intestinal tract. And so what happens is your food likes actually come from your intestinal tract, which is mm-hmm. just, Not- I think it kind of blows people away <laughs> yeah. to think that. But mm-hmm. that's, if you change that, then you start introducing more 
ways that meat is included. So if he likes bacon, I would wrap it around some turkey. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. mm-hmm. and just keep bringing that bacon in and and other kind of meat. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you know that there's another thing that he really likes. Um, and I don't know what it might be, but, sure. you know, tie it together. Like, you know, sometimes when we're working with people that are moving out of being a vegetarian to eating meat, you know, we make like our quinoa vegetable stew with some ground turkey in it and it slides through and they don't even know that they're eating turkey. Actually, mm-hmm, you know, right. they want to, but they just can't force their body to, or force their mind to think of eating it. So, sure. you know, there's like some of those kinds mm-hmm. of tricks. Okay. Does okay. that make sense? I mean, yeah, I, oh, absolutely, yes. So, you know what? The other thing is when you're giving um, a, a, anyone, whether it's a child or an adult, probiotics, the good bacteria, the, especially the bifidobacteria, their immune system is better all across the board. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, and they have less cravings for sugar. Yeah. So, okay. It's a winner. Perfect. Great. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks okay. for your That's call. a great so call. Much. I think a lot of people, a lot of moms have that same call. Yes. You know, it's yeah. that it's same tough. question. Um, Susan <laughs> is our next Good. caller. Okay. Hi, Susan. You have a question yeah. for us today? Yeah, hi. Hi, Thank Susan. You. And my, my question relates to um, kombucha tea, and I understand it's a probiotic, and I, I'll hang up and listen and what your opinion is on this uh, kombucha tea. Kombucha. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, do you want to... It does have some uh, probiotic factors in it. It is, I believe it's fermented. Um, It has some sugar in it. Um, And I think for some people, it's probably fine. I know that um, for other people, it's not fine. Mm -hmm. Um, It it really... um, I... my personal experience with it is it it does not do well with me. I get very bloated and cravings appear. Um, you know, so. I th- I think it, because there is some sugar in it that it's fermented with the sugar. That I do know that some people that have very sensitive blood sugars, it will increase that blood sugar. Uh, but you know, other people they just love it. They mm-hmm. drink it, and it's a really healthy drink. You know, so. I guess you just got to try and try see what and, happens for you, I think. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's true. You know, we have another caller, Jane. Oh, no, we don't. We have a break. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just get wrapped up on this. We do. We do. Okay. It's uh, time for our break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, last week, Brittany Thomas, dietitian from Nutritional Weight and Wellness, was a guest on the CARE 11 News at 4 TV program. And she discussed and showed people how to spring clean their cupboards of all the unhealthy foods. It was a great um, segment. And you can watch that interview on our website, weightandwellness.com, to learn how to replace your refined oils and trans fats with healthy oils and fats. You can also discover which processed foods are better just thrown in the garbage than ever eaten by you. Questions today, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today's show is special because it is our call-in show, so it's called Ask the Nutrition Nutritionist. And our number here is 651-641-1071. 
Also, I am pleased to announce that we are expanding and need to hire one to three new nutritionist dietitians. Wow. And they need to be licensed in Minnesota. And we would love it if they've had three to five years experience or maybe 20. That uh-huh. would be okay, too. <laughs> you know, we prefer nutritionists who are on board with the weight and wellness way of eating, you know, who can take on a variety of responsibilities was willing to work with, you know, several couple of, at least a couple of evenings every week and a couple of Saturdays a week and who enjoy seeing people change their health through nutrition. If you're interested in this position, please send your resume to Corey at weightandwellness.com and Corey is spelled K-O-R-Y. Perfect. And so... Great. Love to hear from people. Okay. So we're going back to back answering to some... questions, yes. aren't we? Okay. We've got Jane. Jane, you have a question for us today? Sure do. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. to you. Yeah. Well, what happened about four weeks ago, I started with these allergies and the sneezing all day long, and then it drained down my throat, and then it swelled up, and then I couldn't sleep a couple days. I, I couldn't lay down because it was choking me in my lungs. I was up for two straight nights, and um, then now on this fourth week, it kind of went down. My my throat is not as swollen, but then what my question actually is the congestion in my lungs. I seem to can't break that. I think it's drained all in there, and it's like I'm lacking oxygen, mm. and I can't seem to get it spit out, and I'm not sure what caused it. Is that from the allergies, and how do I get it out? Oh, I tried that Mucilex that didn't, and a lot of water, but I'm still having a lot of problems well, with the he, cough, too. He, here's some ideas, but, I, okay. you know, sometimes it's it's hard to know until you're sitting across from somebody to know what's going to make sense. If it is more like seasonal allergies, we have a supplement that's called Dehist. It's mm-hmm. a natural antihistamine, and it's it's an herbal type of antihistamine. It has things like quercetin in it, which actually comes from onions. Mm -hmm. So it really helps to stop those, you know, seasonal allergies. And I would have probably to have you taking six of those. Now, if you're having, yeah, a day. Mm -hmm. And if you're having drainage that's going down from your sinuses, that's going into your lungs, well, then maybe something that is, I think it works great for sinus problems. It's called aquaflora. And it's a homeopathic formula. You put a couple of tablespoons in a glass of water when you get up in the morning, and it really helps with the sinuses. Um, I think you need to make sure, and maybe, Kate, you've got some other ideas for her lungs, but I think you got to make sure that you're not eating any dairy products right now. No okay. cheese, no no yogurt, you know, no milk, because that's just going to cause more of that congestion. And no sugar. Yeah. And... You know, and then you you may need to go to the doctor and make sure this is not pneumonia. Yeah, that's what I was I was going to say too. Don't don't go too long because mm-hmm. if, if it's not clearing up, you know, go in and find out if you've got pneumonia. Is pneumonia when it's got a color in the phlegm like it's a white? It, so I've been I mean, watching it, that part. It could be, but it's it's like it's you've got infection in there, and you know, okay. is it is it going to you know correct itself with your own immune system? Or are you going to need some antibiotics oh. to because yeah. it's become a bacterial infection? Yeah. So okay. So if I get the antibiotics and make sure I replenish with the probiotics. Yes, exactly. You are a good you're, listener. You're, you're great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a good student. Okay. Good. 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 Good luck to you. 
Hope that helps. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. We have another caller, Julie. Julie, you have a you have a question for us today? Good morning, Julie. Oh, hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, uh, my question is uh, related to candida. I have been on my own since February trying to get rid of it, and I am seeing one of your nutritionists a week from today. I'm really thrilled Good. with this. Good. Um, I have been taking the aquaflora that you just mentioned. Okay. And my one question would be, can you uh, have coffee while you're using the aquaflora because of the homeopathic remedy? Sure, you can. Yes. You know, okay, I would great. I would do it like do the aquaflora right away in the morning when you first get mm-hmm. up, and then you know have your coffee with your breakfast. Okay, great. And does it, it like I've been okay? Um, so you also mentioned um, hormone replacement therapy, and um, is I have been using the bioidentical hormone replacement therapy after reading the Keeping a Breast book. Mm-hmm. I can't. Um, and so, am I going to find that the the BHRT, the bioidentical hormone replacement therapy that I've been doing, um, does that feed candida? Well, am I going to, you know, oh, is there oh, a connection there? Too, yes, it's too, mm-hmm. too much certainly will. You know, the other thing is, is your when you talk about hormone replacement, does yours have estrogen and maybe some testosterone in it, or does it, it has? Estriol and estradiol, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we believe estrogen is estrogen is estrogen. Okay. So I think you have to be very cautious. Come to our menopause class because seminar because we really go over this mm. in detail. Mm-hmm. But I know you're coming in for an appointment, so that's great. But, yes, I am. You know, and thank, mm-hmm. but yes, it, too much of the, any of those hormones will feed, and even mm-hmm. too much progesterone feeds candida. Candida. Yep. Okay. yep. You're right. All right. right well, okay. can't wait to come in. Thank okay, you for your help, Doug. All right. Thank you. That was a great call. That was interesting. Yeah. How are we doing? Kate? We can do one more. Okay. Let's take Helen. Good morning, Helen. How are you? Good morning, Helen. No, no Helen. No, Helen. No. <laughs> um, All right. We'll take the next caller, whoever that might Alexandra? be. Alexandra? Yes. Hi. Hi there. I have a question about... Um, I've been roasting vegetables. I have been doing it in olive oil at like 425 degrees, and then I noticed you guys were saying that the, that can damage the fat. And so I had a question: Should I is can I use butter, and then or is it 425 degrees just too high a temperature? If it's in the oven, it's a different. It's not going to be too high. I mean, if you okay, had it, so- you know, uh, the flame under a pan. You know, under high, I think that would be too high. I think you're fine in an oven with olive oil. Okay. And you could also use coconut oil. Yeah. If you want to be safer, you know, um, coconut oil or butter is going to be better. I mean, I think. But, you know, I think you could turn down. Do you always roast your vegetables at? I do 375. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I think it would be better. So. Thank you so much. Okay. Good. Good question. All right. Time for a break here. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. The week of May 11th, we will teach our Nutrition for Weight Loss class at 11 different locations. I want to just read a comment from a past Nutrition for Weight Loss program participant. This is from Kelly. And Kelly says, I lost 25 pounds. I was very impressed and have recommended this this program to many friends and family. 
Real food is the only way to go, she says. Best plan ever. Much better than gastric bypass. (laughs) (laughs) I I would have to agree. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So if you would like to sign up for that class or any one of our classes, you can call our office at 651-699-3438. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, Kate was talking about our Nutrition for Weight Loss program before we went on break, and it is a wonderful program. You know, perhaps as teachers, we try to jam too much information into those 12 weeks and that one individual consultation. But so I've been looking at the evaluations, and I have noticed that many people are now retaking this Nutrition for Weight Loss program Or maybe they just continue with individual consultations because they realize that this program, this Nutritional for Weight Loss program, doesn't stop with 12 weeks. No. You know, it doesn't stop when you've lost 30 pounds. It doesn't stop when you've given up your morning muffin. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't stop. So retaking this series doesn't mean that you've failed. It just means you're not stopping your efforts to change your nutrition, to change your life. And I think we have in our head that if we take a class and we, it's done. Well, no, no, that's not the way it's designed. It's never been designed to be that way. It was designed to be a support to help people make changes. So kind of another announcement I have, Nutritional Weight and Wellness is also looking to hire two additional client service front desk uh, staff for our Maple Grove office and for our YZ location. You know, we're looking for the perfect person, of course. Of course. You know, someone who is organized, has great people skills, is able to communicate in person and also on the phone. Yes. You know, has good computer skills. And I could not apply. (laughs) (laughs) And can multitask while providing great customer service. And so if you, you know, you're looking for a full or part-time job like that, Call our, or, you know, send a resume to Corey, K-O-R-Y, at weightandwellness.com. Perfect. So we can go back to answering questions oh, this questions. morning. Yes, let's How do that. How about Mary? Good Mary? morning, Mary. Good morning, Mary. Hello. Hello. You, you have a question for us today? Yes. I really like your show. Thank you. And uh, I'm in my 60s and 60-year-old. Um, You're just young show. yet. Pardon? You're just young yet. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> and you had a radio show in December about heartburn, and you talked about doing a test by drinking water with vinegar in it to test mm-hmm. if you have mm-hmm. enough acid in your stomach. Exactly. Well, I didn't have enough acid in my stomach, and I'm just wondering why a person couldn't just use vinegar as the acid in their stomach daily. Or you can. It... Some it's, people do. Yep, oh, okay. and that's fine. Is you it... know, a teaspoon in a cup of water mm-hmm. is fine. You know, it's just a little cumbersome. Mm-hmm. And so some people prefer to take something that has a little hydrochloric acid in it, maybe like our orthodigest. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, that's easy. It's more convenient. That's I all. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But and, go, and... go ahead. And then also, when you said to eat more meat to get more acid in your mm-hmm. stomach, that's right. Does that include fish? Also? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yep. Good. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, you, you learn some good things when you listen. That's good. Kate, you were going to say what, something. Well, um, what's? Do you eat dairy products? Uh, no, that doesn't agree with me. So yeah. I, I okay. Don't. Well, that's probably a good choice when you're 
talking yep. about heartburn. So. Yep. Good. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the call. Thank, thank you, Mary. Thank you very much. Um, we have uh, Carrie. Good morning, Carrie. Carrie. You have a question, Carrie? Oh, yeah. Good morning. Hi. Um, I have a question for you. I work in a hospital, and we, a lot of the time, our patients will, when they're given the menu, they'll be placed on a what they call a heart-healthy diet. <laughs> and the heart-healthy diet doesn't allow them to eat things, order things like eggs mm-hmm. or um, a lot of meat. And instead, they'll end up choosing something like a muffin or pancakes. Yep. And um, I'm just wondering if this is um, an accurate, in your opinion, definition of what a heart-healthy diet would be um, and any recommendations you'd make for any changes, if, if you could. Well, I'll, take the, I'll take the answer <laughs> off the air. Thank you. Well, that, you know, I think we maybe, Kate, we should do a whole show, show on, on that, that one. one. Because, you know, I think, you know, it's simply the hospitals are still practicing 1950s nutrition which has been a pretty outdated nutrition. This is, you know, this is over 50 years old. Yeah. And it's, there's so much more research that's been done since then Mm -hmm. to say, you know, basically people need healthy fats and they need less sugar. Mm -hmm. So they need the egg. And, you know, you know, it's so interesting. The other day, my dog was not feeling quite as good as normal. And so I offered her some egg uh-huh. And I offered her a little egg white, and she turned up her nose. But the egg, egg yolk, yolk, she said, yes, I'll eat that. Uh-huh. It's okay. So I just thought it was very interesting to make that observation. And that egg yolk is so full of healthy mm-hmm. fat, but yeah. you know, very and of course, easy to digest. You know, we would love hospitals to be eat, buying eggs that had a lot of, of you know, more organic, grass-fed type of uh, eggs egg, coming from yeah. chickens that are grass-fed. Mm-hmm. but. You know, you have to start someplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should have a whole show on this because... Mm-hmm. So um, that, that breakfast with pancakes is really just going to turn to sugar, yeah. which is going to create more inflammation, which may, in fact, be uh, the cornerstone of heart disease. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. Um, no, eggs would be far better. You know, I've always... A few vegetables in there. It great. takes about 17 years for things to make changes, but it's been longer than 17 years. <laughs> so, okay. we'll, we'll, you know, so we're, yeah. we're working on it. So we have one other caller. Okay, let's, let's take another caller. Sherry, you have a question for us today. Good morning. Hi, I was just wondering, I'm not lactose intolerant, but I've, I'm just making changes. I'm 51. Um, trying to move away from milk. I've always mm-hmm. been a big skim milk fan, but I've re- I, you know I've changed over to almond milk. I noticed there's so many different time, types of milk. There's cashew. There's yes, sir. You're right. Uh, a lot of nut what milk. is the best kind of milk? Um, what are you using it for? You know what? Just um, just to drink, like when I eat breakfast or if I make a smoothie. I don't drink a lot of it anymore, uh, you know, milk in general, now that my kids are grown. But um, I love the the thickness of the almond milk and um, yeah. the flavor. Okay. But I, I'm wondering, and, and I like that it's not high in, in fat, and it's a lot of, it says like 50% more calcium than milk, so I like that. I think when, um, you, when you start looking at some of those nut... Uh, Milks. milks or any kind, you know, we always recommend 
can coconut milk, like if you're doing smoothies, because it is the healthy fat. And so if you use a quarter of a cup of that in your smoothie, that gives you the very healthy fat, and it's going to stabilize your blood sugar longer. But when you look at cashew or almond milk or any of those other ones, you have to look at how many carbohydrates it has in it. Some mm-hmm. of them are really loaded with a lot of sugar, mm-hmm. and it's okay. like you're drinking sweet. I mean, you're drinking sugar. And so then you look at, okay, if it doesn't have a lot of carbohydrates, does it have other chemicals that's okay. making it? So, you you know, you have to look at many things. I think a person has to know a lot when you go into a grocery store and start yeah. looking at some of those. Your okay. safest yeah. one. Well, I know to, in the milk that I have, it's one gram of carbohydrates. Okay, I, so that's so a good one. Your probably unsweetened. Zero. Yeah. And so then you look and see, maybe it doesn't have a lot of chemicals in it, and then use the one that you like, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would mm-hmm. be great. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank okay. you. Love your show. Okay, good. thank you very much. I think we can do one last caller. One last caller? Sure. Um, sh- Carol. Is it Carol? Good, good morning, Carol. Hi. Hi there. You have a question today. Yes. My elderly mom and her friends often have a lot of stomach issues, uh-huh. and their response is to have crackers and toast <laughs> and maybe a little bit of soup. Yeah. And I say, Mom, can't you put an egg in there? You need some protein. Is there anything else I can tell them? Well, one of the things that I would suggest that they start doing is start taking some acidophilus because mm-hmm. that's going to help their stomach and be able to digest foods. And you know the caller before who puts a little bit of a teaspoon of vinegar in water before she eats to get a little more hydrochloric acid in her system would be another trick that they could do and see if that doesn't help with them with their digestion. Oh, Probably yeah. they're too low in acid. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she started taking a half to one Activia day and she says, oh, that's good and I'm telling my friends that, you know, but So she needs the acidophilus. She needs the pro- probiotic. Great. Uh-huh. So she's going to get a lot less sugar if she just takes the probiotic. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. So right. I mean, I think that's a great question because so many people as people get older, they have more digestive problems and they don't need to. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. So okay. thanks for the call this morning. Thank you. All right. Yes. Hope that helps. So that's that's amazing and what we were talking about at the very beginning with seasonal allergies. Oh yeah. And I know we covered some of those things. You know, um we talked about if people are having seasonal allergies to certainly take some dehist, which yep. is a natural antihistamine because I don't think people realize, Kate, that regular antihistamines can lead to a de- depression. Depression. Yeah. They yeah. they put people down. So maybe if you have to take it for a few days, it's okay. But if you're ongoing with that, that may be one of the things that's causing some of the depression in mm-hmm. you. So in orthodigest or um, um, orthodehist, uh, mm-hmm. it's from orthomolecular dehist from orthomolecular. Molecular does not cause anything oh, no. like that. No. You know, another product that, that um, I thought was really helpful, especially when you've got sinus infections and your throat starts getting scratchy and, you know, the sinuses are dripping down your throat, and this might have been good for our caller who had the lung issues, um, is to use uh, a product called Biocidin Throat Spray. Mm-hmm. I, use I use that, that a lot. 
Yes. And, you know, I know people travel, traveling often carry it with them just to squirt before they get on the plane, off the plane. Um, it's really simple. It's very, very effective. Yes. So, and I like simple. Yeah, simple is good. So thank you, everyone, for calling in this morning. I thought it was a very fun show and very interesting. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Tell your friends about us. Life, I love you. All is Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.